Let's get it. Down the middle alone. Slides it into the goal. Jack Eichel. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Still in the zone. Theodore, one-timer, wide right. Rebound, wah, he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace out here, Finley Volkswagen in the Valley Auto Mall. You're going to want to get down here, say hello to me because, quite frankly, I'm awesome and you all want to hang out with me and talk about a great Golden Knights win. Darren Millard, Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... How do you feel today, you guys? Good. Yeah? Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Everything's uh, cruising along. Uh, last night's big win. Big, thrilling, entertaining victory. Back and forth. Twists and turns. And at the end of the day, the Vegas Golden Knights remain in a playoff spot. And they snap the five-game losing streak. And they do it against one of the top teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, just a bizarre sport and a world that we live in. When you can have trouble against some teams and then beat teams that are uh, favored against you like that. And uh, the Golden Knights, it's not a statement, but it is welcomed and it is embraced and it was needed. And I want to give right out of the gate a big stick tap to everybody that was in the building last night. Because I anticipated a little tenseness in the Mm -hmm. crowd. Yeah. I anticipated some anxiety to be able to feel that. And, and at times I project these feelings. But last night I was really conscious to try and sit back and engage the energy of the building. And there was no nervousness in that crowd. Could be St. Patrick's Day fueled, but I don't care. It was a great night from the start. And the Golden Knights got off to an incredible uh, beginning of that game uh, with all kinds of chances. And when they fell behind one nothing, there was no sag in the building. It was great. And so uh, from from uh, the absolute uh, top of my shoulders, uh, I commend everybody that was in the building last night for having that energy and not letting it seep into the environment and, and making it uh, a, a jumping off place for this hockey club that really needed that, that boost. And I, I think... That team really fed off the crowd as much as any game this year. Well, you're, you're spot on there. The walk-off interview for William Carlson last night on the radio, uh, you know, Carlson spoke specifically about um, how the energy in the building was as good as it's been for a while, and, and that, that was something that the, the team drew some energy from and, and drew a little bit of motivation from. And, you know, for me, I, I think that, that that's kind of the, the main thing is the, the Golden Knights fed off their crowd. They were picked up. They were buoyed last night by an engaged fan base that was really dialed into the game. And I think, um, you know, that's kind of the, the beautiful thing about a, a, a tight race in, in the playoffs. Like you, you have to, you have to come with that energy every single game. You've got to find ways to, to, bust yourself over the hump and I thought the Golden Knights were, were really picked up by their fans last night we got a couple of layers to what happened last night and then to today's program and how it all ties in William Carey expected to join us 
uh, later on this hour as he will jump on the VGK Insider Show in between a game against the Florida Panthers in which they stopped the five-game losing streak and looking ahead to tomorrow afternoon's matinee, one o'clock face-off at the Fortress up against the Los Angeles Kings. And you can sell me that, uh, well, last night's game was big because of the losing streak, tomorrow is even more important. A bigger game in the grand scheme of the playoff race. And uh, that's not that hard to do, given where the LA Kings are in the standings. So we'll get Will's uh, take on it and uh, and what he uh, experienced last night in the rise out of the depth of that uh, losing streak. But we also have the Jack Eichel situation. He left, returned, left, uh, and did not return for the third period. So uh, an up-and-down night for him on the injury front, but it also got in the way of another one of those big steps, and that line was buzzing last night. And we will also get into Robin Leonard and his situation. We told you before we went off the air last night that uh, Leonard had tweeted back to a reporter who had uh, put out the story that uh, Robin Leonard had uh, suffered a, a fractured kneecap and uh, and uh, wouldn't be available for a while. And Leonard had uh, said, no, not true, uh, not true again, and, and missed the story again and, and so forth. Then there was the next level uh, step in, in that storyline. It was when Robin Leonard was at the building last night and several uh, of the media members that covered the Vegas Golden Knights uh, bumped into him in the media elevator and the press box, and there was an exchange of uh, information on that part. So we'll, we'll dive into that uh, uh, as well. So uh, some different things going on, but uh, the fans were great, and that was uh, a gutsy, you call it a gutsy win. Uh, it was almost like they, they willed themselves uh, to victory last night as they beat the Florida Panthers 5-3. Not a swing game necessarily, uh, not a, uh, a statement game, but boy, it uh, it it puts yourself uh, at least on the right track right now. And it was a fun hockey game. Uh, at at the end of the day, it was just a great hockey game. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was one of those those games where he uh, or or where uh, I think the Golden Knights played a really good game, and it was a fun game against a good team and. You know, you look back to the game they played against Florida about a month ago, and you felt coming out of that one that they they could have won that game. But last night, I, I when when I look at it, and hopefully this is now the, the 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 game that will set this team on a little bit of a win streak. But if they go on a run and they make the playoffs, I think you're going to look back at the Nick Waugh goal as kind of being the catalyst to set that in motion. But I think even before that. Logan Thompson played a really good game. I thought the save he made right after Tampa or after Florida had tied the game was was a huge play, and it, and it stopped any momentum that Florida had. And the first goal you've getting to Donoff scored. He he kind of shied off the 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 question about showing so much emotion on that goal, but it was such a I, I think a relief for him to score that goal at home against that team. I, I think last night. I don't night, think it had anything to do with it. No, team. no, no. But I, I think given I know the you, fact. It was your question, and you asked that question. It didn't have a th- thing to do with that team. No, but he's, I, it, there's enough distance between him no, and, and, but, that, but and that hockey club. To have not scored at home in, in as long as it had been since he had scored at home, and to do it against a really quality opponent, it wasn't so much that it was against Florida, but it was against a, a high caliber opponent, and then having a second one. I mean that 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 also could be a catalyst to kind of springboard this team I forward. I just think he feels good about his game right now, and he he has through the whole road trip. He he, he this has been coming. Uh, 
going into um, last night, five of his last six games, uh, he'd had four shots on goal. This this has been coming, and and again last night, four shots on goal. That's that's a pretty good stretch for Evgeny Dodonov to be involved uh, offensively. He scored a couple of goals uh, in games on the road trip. Now he's got uh, goals in what four of his last six. Yeah, he, uh, they, he's they, starting they, to play well again. So th- this is this is big. It, but there was a sign you could see this coming from Evgeny Dodonov. Nick Waugh, that was emotion. And that wasn't personal emotion from Nick Waugh. That was team building, city emotion of being able to answer back when it looked like they were wobbling again. And the the result was there for the taking between either team. Just like in Philadelphia, just like in Buffalo, just like in Pittsburgh, just like in Columbus, and just like in Winnipeg. The result was there for the taking. And Nick Wan knew that they had answered that third period. And that was the emotion of that response where we got this. We're going to be all right. And being able to score a big goal, he adds a career high to every goal assist, a point that he, that he puts home right now. But to be able to score that goal in that time and win it for his team, that was interesting to me because he's not the most emotional person on that. Mark Stone is that guy. And then there's others that uh, uh, Marsh so and uh, different players that, that we see a big emotion out of, uh, whether it's chirping or celebrating or getting involved physically. Nick Waugh, you can make a case. That's the most we've seen from him uh, in his Vegas Golden Knights career. That was huge. You mentioned the Logan Thompson save. I'll go back to a minute 52 into the game when Anthony DeClaire had that opportunity right off the bat. Yeah. And it wasn't, it didn't win the game. It didn't save the game. It didn't launch Vegas into the stratosphere, but it gave them uh, uh, some breathing room right off the bat where that crowd that we referenced earlier didn't have that immediate, oh, here we go again <laughs> yeah. type moment. You got a chance to get fueled up. Yeah, and, and get into the game, and that was the save, the declare save that I loved uh, the most by Logan Thompson and being able to play. They fell behind still, but that save in particular was the one that I'll I'll point to as being one of the key moments of all of last night, and it happened a minute fifty-two into the game, Ryan. I mean, I think that there were, you know, there were certainly for me a number of saves from Logan Thompson. You're, you're absolutely right that that early one for him on Anthony Duclair was a, a big one, and then there were there were big saves uh, in the course of of the second period and third period. There were saves that you needed to get from Logan Thompson that you did get, and you know, in in my estimation, when I look at that, I, I think that you know it kind of leads directly into what we were talking about yesterday going into the game. Is that simply? Uh, you go out there, you play a great game, you have the game of your life, and you could get the next start. You could kind of turn this thing around for the Golden Knights, and, and Logan Thompson understood the assignment and did his job. Well, he, he made a save. The, the most memorable save, the save that summed up the whole night was one in the second period where he slid across, made a stop. There was a massive scramble. There were sticks being poked into his pads, and Logan Thompson ends up facing the wrong way so he's looking straight into his net. His numbers are pointed towards the uh, the slot area, and his legs are, are spread apart, and he's not in what you call 
a position. <laughs> yeah. But he made the save, and they got the whistle. Puck came loose. Florida wasn't happy. But they kept the puck out, and he did everything possible to keep that puck out. It wasn't stylish. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't clean. And it wasn't certainly uh, fancy. But the puck stayed out. Mm-hmm. And the way he made the save almost, in a way, spoke to me in in the sense of, okay, this this isn't going to be a fancy night. This is going to be one of those grinded-out wins. And in the end, that's what they, they had. They fell behind early. Not good. Six straight games. He was allowed the first goal. Not good. But you came back and got a multi-goal lead mm-hmm. for the first time in – well, since before they went on the road trip, wobbled in the third period with the comeback, and we're still able to stand up uh, to it. And uh, there, there's been moments this year, Colorado and Dallas, that back to back. We point to that after the one and four start. That was that was huge. Going on uh, that road trip through Boston, and then the New York area teams and running the table there, huge. The the gauntlet road trip where you only lost one game in regulation. Statement moment uh, for, the, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Last night was the, could be the start of one of those moments in time. On its own, it's a big moment. Collectively, if you can follow it up with positive results tomorrow and Monday or Tuesday then you've got something going, and it, it ends up being a, a turning point in the National Hockey League season for the Vegas Golden Knights, who, when they went out for warm-up last night, Ryan, the Vegas Golden Knights were aware that the Dallas Stars had won in overtime against the Montreal Canadiens. That happened right before uh, the yeah. Golden Knights walked down the tunnel. So at that moment, Dallas had moved into a playoff spot, and Vegas had fallen out. Vegas' result was still to come, but they knew going into the game last night that they had to win to remain in a playoff spot. Is it the end of the world if you fall out? No. But psychologically, that was this, the, at stake last night, ending the losing streak and remaining in a playoff spot. And I was pretty impressed with the way they, they responded. They matched uh, Florida. That's a good hockey team. That's a fun hockey team to watch, too. They're fast. And, and, and Vegas matched them last night down uh, a defenseman because Miramanov only played the, the five minutes and they, mm-hmm. and they didn't wilt after Jack Eichel went out. Yeah, I think that was, to me, the, the biggest thing in the game for the Golden Knights is you, you can only imagine, right, what it's like in that locker room when you're going into the third period with a one-goal lead and you understand that your, you know, your, your top-line center in Jack Eichel is not going to return to the game in a season where you've had that news happen so often to so many key players. Now, that being said, and even though the Golden Knights team did allow the tying goal, I yep. thought their resolve and and the the immediacy with which they answered that was just fantastic for um, for the Vegas Golden Knights. So, um, you know, I I. There's, there's really not a lot that I disliked about their game last night. I thought that they competed hard. I thought that they were really, really gutsy. They were chippy when they needed to be because you need to have that physical element against the Florida Panthers, and they came through with uh, flying colors for me there. They're, they're beyond the process conversation right now. 
we're we're back to that stage that we were at in November when you and I would go back and forth and and uh, and and you love you love the building blocks and I, I I'm all all over it too uh, I enjoy it but there's times where I I push it aside and say just give give me a result November was that time they they were so beat up uh, and and process was important but half the guys in the lineup weren't going to be part of the process when it was important uh and and key so i didn't put as much emphasis on it we're back to that stage now where we're even and it's even more uh relevant uh because and it's not about the guys in the lineup won't be around when the process is is really important in your playoffs and you got to stick to your structure and you got to have uh, uh everybody bought into the game plan and dialed into the game plan it's just simply about getting the playoffs and getting the result and the process is is secondary because there's such little runway left in the season and so many guys out of the lineup that all you need is the victories and and where the way that that happened I'm more impressed with the Golden Knights because of how the Jack Eichel situation went down last night. He gets hit with the puck, goes to the bench, goes down the hallway, comes back for two shifts. Now, everybody sees him. Players on the bench, they all know Jack's gone. And the, again, every if you were watching on TV or listening to the radio, you heard the report, Jack's gone. And you sag a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but players are involved in the game at that point. They don't have time to really react. You don't have time to talk about it. You don't have time to think about it because you're listening to the coach and, and to, to call the, the line. And where, where's Pete going to go here? What's Ryan McGill going to go uh, there? Uh, Jack comes back. Everything's good. Go to the dressing room. That's when the sag happens. Sure. Yeah. And you've got time because the coaches come in and they say, okay, lines are this way now. Uh, Jack's not returning. Uh, you're going to skate with here. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's go. We got to like, let's, let's win this one. Let's, let's hold on here. You've got time to think about that and, and, and realize that your $10 million star player who uh, is like the, the guy that hasn't missed any, I know he missed uh, the start of the year, but hasn't missed any games uh, since he's been back. He's rounding into form. Uh, everybody else is out of the lineup. He's able to leave. He's not in the lineup now. That mm-hmm. that's when you had the the mental uh, pause uh, in, in your game, and while they allowed the tying goal there, they were able to stay in it. And that being able to respond after an intermission losing Jack Eichel was uh, was one of those good for you guys. W- well done. Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you again. I, I think that the the response from the Golden Knights immediately after the game-tying goal was exactly what you needed it to be. They had a detailed shift. You have, uh, you know, Nick Waugh off to the races taking advantage of a turnover and, and executing a chance that you needed to have. And, you know, I, I look at that win last night as, as character building on so many different levels. One, you went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the NHL. Uh, two, the, the pace of play, getting some NHLers back into the lineup, and Brett Howden and Matthias Janmark solidified that bottom six and really made the Golden Knights um, able to roll over four lines more so than they've done in the last little while. Uh, and three, there was adversity even within the game. You, we talk about the adversity the Golden Knights have faced all season long, but now you get into a game facing it again, and they come out the other side. I, I thought uh, so much to draw from in this game against uh, the Florida Panthers. And, and for me, I, I look at it and say, now you got to build. Now you got to keep this feeling. You've got to keep this momentum. You've got to keep 
what you're doing right here and roll it into the next game against the LA Kings. Uh, we have our game ratings coming up in hour number two. One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League sneaking up in the National Hockey League trade deadline. We'll tell you what took place today. And our play of the day is also on the way. Will Carrier expected to join us uh, at uh, 4.30 uh, in hour number one. But uh, right now, let's slide over to uh, the conversation around Robin Leonard, who ran into several media members, fittingly, appropriately. Yep. Timing mm -hmm. was perfect uh, in the media <laughs> elevator and the press box. Uh, shortly after, uh, he put out the tweet that refuted uh, a report uh, from a National Hockey League media member that said that uh, there was a fractured uh, kneecap. And Panda said, no, not not true. Uh, take us through what you uh, heard and uh, and got from uh, the uh, the reports uh, of the media members that, that bumped into Panda. Yeah, so the first one um, came relatively early in the night. So as, as you and I kind of signed off with the VGK Insider Show, we talked yesterday about Robin Leonard tweeting at Frank Saravelli to dispute uh, the report that Robin has been dealing with a, a broken kneecap. So uh, Sinbin.Vegas, Ken Bolke, our, our good friend of the show, uh, he tweeted out yesterday after he said that he had a short chat with Robin Leonard while walking without any limp, that's Robin Leonard, to press row. And I can say that in no way, shape, or form does it appear that he has a broken kneecap. He scoffed at the notion that he would be out for the rest of the season. And then uh, Jesse Granger with The Athletic uh, said that he had had a, a conversation with Robin as well and that Robin did not want to disclose the true nature of the injury, but that uh, it is not something he believes will keep him out for the remainder of the year and that it is, again, disputed, not a broken kneecap. So um, good on Robin Leonard uh, for, you know, finding a, an avenue, finding a way to to further drive home the point that that he he wants everybody to know that the reporting um at this point based on where he's at and what uh, what he's gotten from his doctors team doctors all that is that what's been reported is not accurate now is it true that those two uh media members had walkie talkies and one was at the bottom of the elevator and the other one was at the top of the elevator and that they were waiting and just uh casually hanging around should um particular goaltender ride up the elevator at a particular time before the game i mean if you're not hanging out in front of the elevator doors darren you're not doing it right <laughs> well normally talking to an injured player in the press box yeah is is off bounds sure like it, it doesn't happen it's against the rules they're not available you may see them but you're not supposed to talk to them this was different. Uh, mm -hmm. There's permission uh, granted uh, to uh, report what the, the findings were during the course of the conversation. But uh, this is generally not uh, part of the, 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 way, the way that the reporting goes. But it does further clarify uh, what the injury isn't, if I can yeah. say that. Uh, yeah. and, and I'll go one step further about the future of Robin Leonard in the in the short term being this year this has gone back to early last week where Robin Leonard was hurt in Philadelphia yeah uh, returned to Vegas for evaluation in the middle of the road trip actually early on the road trip and we've gone uh 10 days since then and and there's been no response from uh, a roster perspective or transaction 
from the Vegas Golden Knights, i.e. bringing somebody else in from, from the outside leading up to the trade deadline. Every day that that goes on, it tells me that Kelly McCrimmon is, and George McPhee and Pete DeBoer are confident that Robin Leonard is going to be healthy at, at, at some point, Hope, hopefully sooner than later. But it's mm-hmm. not one of those season-ending things. Because if it's season-ending, then you, then you get some help. And, and you don't wait 10 days just to the lead-up to the trade deadline uh, to get that help. Kelly McCrimmon is not, not that patient, <laughs> nor, nor, nor should he be. Uh, so he's not sitting there waiting for for something for the market uh, to either go uh, to, to go down or other players to to become available for teams to sort out uh, their plans. Uh, so that that the tea leaves are there on that side, and then you've got uh, uh, Robin Leonard's uh, statement both on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, and in the elevator. What do you think their call names are? Those two, Jesse and uh, and Ken on the on the walkie talkies. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Ken maybe bald eagle. Oh, um, that's a good one. Uh, Jesse's the mustache. Ah, but, but the the mustache is is kind of an old thing for Jesse. He used to he used to have the handlebar. No, bald eagle and handlebar. I'm going to go with that. Bald eagle and handlebar. That's that's yeah. well done. Now we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll try and catch up with uh, Will Carrier. He's scheduled to join us uh, this hour on the VGK Insider Show. We've got the play of the day and one timers. It's the VGK Insider Show on location at uh, Finley VW in Henderson and from the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. We'll be right back. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Rolling along, Vegas Golden Knights beating the Florida Panthers at T-Mobile last night. What a vibe. What an environment that was last night. Building was rocking. little St. Paddy's Day fuel. And a whole bunch of fun had by the fans. Uh, Will Carey, a part of it, and uh, he joins us now on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace uh, with you. And, uh, Will, what did you think of that vibe last night? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're back home, right? We've been on the road for a, a little bit. So it was, uh, it was great to be home and uh, definitely great to, to get a win uh, at home. What was it like in the third period when the game was tied? Uh, the the Just the reaction on the bench? Because... And I know the tying, uh, the the go-ahead goal happened right after that, but uh, there was pretty impressive response, and there was no sag in in, in your team. Yeah, I mean we are, we're all holding our stick a little bit tighter, uh, you know, recently. I mean we're we're trying to push for a playoff, and obviously having that road trip is kind of tough for us. So, but I know our game, I mean, we like where our game was, um, and obviously uh, right after that goal, uh, we got a shift there, and we got a, a big goal for us. So uh, I don't think we got no one nervous, but it's definitely. You know, when you're trying to get some wins and and it's tough and you don't, you're not getting the lucky bounces, uh, definitely uh, when they, when they tie the game, you definitely get a little bit more nervous. You ever see Nick Wad that excited? No, I think everyone was kind of really, really excited. Um, even the guys not playing upstairs, Stoney was up there on the press box and Harry yeah, was fired up too. So everyone was uh, everyone was really, uh, really enjoying um, after that win. Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. You know, well, I... I we we all know that this has been one of those seasons where it seems like every couple of games you've got somebody else going out of the lineup and you know I, I just I'm curious to to kind of get kind of a feel for what it was like going into that third period when uh, you know it became very apparent that you were going to go into that third period shorthanded once again without Jack Eichel. Yeah, I mean, it happened so many times this year, right? It's uh, it's just 
you know, it's been one of those years where, and it's it's all our big guys, right? Um, you know, our bottom six been kind of healthy. I mean, guys have been have been in and out, but there's been, you know, guys have been there. But yeah, um, I mean, it's tough, especially these games when you're playing against a really good team, and you know they're gonna they're gonna have a good push in the third. Um, guys are really tired, kind of from that road trip. You know, a lot of games recently, so we're uh, we're just you know, we're you know you're just doing your best and, and get out there and you know. Um, Try to roll three lines, and obviously Stevenson played a lot here, just to fill in for Jack. Will Carrier with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, do you think you guys played considerably better last night than you did in Winnipeg, or was it uh, a simple case of uh, goalie giving you some saves and, and being able to capitalize? Yeah, no, I mean we, um, I mean we, we didn't play that bad. Like that road trip, obviously we come out of it, you go you go over five, and you're like, yeah. all right, it's a terrible trip, but. Like guys, we were actually playing pretty well, and we just didn't get the bounce. Uh, you know, obviously in, in Buffalo, it's been you know one of those one of those end, you know end of the game goals that went the other way. Um, I mean, guys, guys were pushing hard, and it's kind of the the way it goes when you're in a little bit of a slump. Uh, your game just keeps getting better and better in every game. Um, so I think we we just got to keep going, and I think uh, you know we we were due. We we deserve we deserve the win uh, and Winnipeg. Um, just obviously the you know goaltending is couple goals there but you know there's that kind of night you know and sometimes you'll have a night where it's the opposite where you don't deserve it but you get a couple lucky goals so any goes your way do you do you talk to the goalies uh, on game day like logan going into that day during the the course of the the prep or do you leave the goalies alone uh no i talk to them i mean normally i'm out there uh recently i'm not been practicing a lot but normally i'm always out there and I, uh, i'm always out there for goalie practice for, with them i mean they, they they work their ass off i mean they in 82 games, you'll have those games where you feel like you're unlucky and everything's going in. Especially for goalie, there's no one to, you know, back up. As a, as a fourth, there's always a deemed meant to blame or the goalie. I mean, and as as for them, it's, it's all on them. So, um, you know, you'll have those nights, and I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll be bounce about and they had a great game on yesterday. Will Carrier joining us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So, like, well, when you look at, at that game and just kind of the resolve that you had within the game to find two points, especially given uh, how tight the race is going to be down the, the stretch, the remaining 19 games, do you, do you view how you won that game as, as maybe being something you can jump off from or, or, ca- or a catalyst for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, uh, we need everyone to, you know, to step up. Um, you know, we saw, we saw that enough. There were two big goals um, for us. You know, everyone, you know, everyone was chipping in on blocking shots and making sure we were, we were tight defensively. Obviously, having all these uh, these big guns out for us, um, you know, we're not looking to win games like we used to do with, with a lot of goals and trying to, you know, kind of open play. You know, we're trying to be uh, real tight defensively, and, and we kind of know that, you know, some games are going to be those one nothing and two-to-one games. Um, you know, we're ready for them, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be the same. I mean, uh, down the stretch here, it's going to be all uh, playoff games. Was it was it fun last night? Because the pace was was fantastic. There was a great vibe in the building. Uh, it just just had that different feel to it. Yeah, I mean, obviously from from the road trip, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, where you're always trailing and you're always trying to catch up. I mean, we straight from the get go, we were on the go. Um, you know, we weren't we weren't trailing by by a few goals all game. So no, that it was great. I mean, we uh, we, we could bring our game and push the pace, and yeah, that definitely. I mean, you. You don't want to start with a couple, couple of goals uh, back, especially when not when you're in a slump. Any idea how many different people you've played with this year? Oh, that'd be way too much. I, I mean, know. Uh, <laughs> the last four years always been way Revo knows, and you know these yeah. guys this year has been has been all around. I mean, I, I think I played pretty much with everyone. Uh, a couple of call ups coming down, and you know, 
everyone everyone kept kind of kept going down, and the you know, role kind of changed and got buffed up a little bit, and obviously a little bit different, you know, different role for me. And you know, it's all good. I mean, it happens to the best team around the league where you know you need, you need some guys, you need some depth to step in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it and I'm gonna figure out who you haven't played with this year and I'm gonna talk to Pete and make sure that that happens so you can run the table. Yeah, no, I, I I'm good with the lines we got right now. <laughs> you guys are kind of yeah, having a little bit of chemistry is always good out there. You're right about that. Uh, last one to you, Ryan. Yeah, so I, I you know I, I last night's game to me it felt like one of the more physical games that that were played this year. I think the Florida Panthers they they don't back away from anything. A lot of stuff after the whistle. Did did you get the sense that that in the context of last night's game when you were in it that it felt maybe a little bit chippier or or more physical than than some of the games that you played recently? Um, yeah, well you see it right. Everyone's pushing for playoff. We're pushing. We don't want to give them an inch. They don't want to give us any. You know, they're trying to compete to get as high as they can in their standing. Um, you know, we felt it out there, and it's, it's always you know the last month of the year. You can see other teams are desperate. Uh, they'll be playing. You know, it'll be the same thing tomorrow. They'll be desperate for us. So it's going to be those games where every inch counts. And yeah, there'll be a lot of that. Um, you know, as we know it. I mean, it's kind of my game. And as soon as those you know, those games comes around and playoff. It's you know, it's that time of that time of the year where you know block shots, little plays, forecheck, and a lot of time it's those greedy goals that comes in, and it's those tight games. Hey, you have a you have a fun conversation with uh, Goodis last night. Uh, I would say fun. I mean, he, uh, <laughs> he, he was definitely not happy. He got me a couple of years ago. I mean, he's, uh, he's a strong dude. He's uh, I mean, that's the way he likes to play too. So I think uh, you know last night was. Kind of got the better out of him, but uh, you know he's a, he's a strong dude. I'm sure I'm sure he'll take notes for uh, next time we play again. Do you tell him that? Say hey, that's uh, a couple of years ago. That's just a tournament, bud. Yeah, no, I mean we don't play against each other a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, playing like San Jose and LA and all that rivalry, you know, from the past and the playoffs. You know, you play against these guys, you know, so we, you know we don't see them a lot. So uh, you know, every time we've got a chance, um, you know, we go we go at it. But I mean, they play they play a real solid game, and they, you know, you can see them there. They're a full playoff team. Uh, they're a team that's going to be competing for the Cup, so that's the kind of team we, we have to be. We'll let you go and get ready for tomorrow afternoon. Uh, thanks for doing this, Will, and good luck. No, thank you. Be good. There's Will Carrier. Yeah. How about that? That was good last night, him and Gudis staring at each other down. What I enjoyed the best, I'm a trash talker. I love the beaking. Sure. And get me inside that, and uh, I, I can go toe-to-toe with you in that, but I love a guy who's creative in, in the trash talking. There, there wasn't a lot of talking there, but Will had this sly smile, sarcastic smile, yep. s- almost smuggy smile, and to Gudis, and I was soaking it up. Well, it was a big time hit, and and you know for me, I, I think that was one of those things that that really announced to me where the Golden Knights were at in in what they were willing to do in that game. You have to be absolutely sold uh, sold on the concept and dialed in. And I thought uh, Will Carrier finishing that check on Radko Gudis, and and not just finishing the check, but taking him out of the play completely. And and you know Radko Gudis is a big big guy it takes a lot to take him off of his skates will Carrier was able to do that that was one of those moments where the crowd sees it the crowd reacts to it the crowd's engaged and into it and you know those are the types of plays that you have throughout a game that that really keep hammering home what the objective is and for the golden knights they fed off that last night could you ever figure out what uh, bruno and the florida panthers were upset about on the nick wah play 
Well, okay, so I, I don't know. I, okay, we know the penalty was unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, it was for beating, yapping. But no, I, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure what it was that, that kind of precipitated that. Uh, outside of, I, and, and I, I think it was Ekblad. It was Aaron Ekblad and Chandler Stevenson. They had run into each other in the Golden Knights defensive zone. So I'm not sure if they were hoping or looking for a penalty of some kind in that situation, thinking that it wasn't just two guys that ran into each other, but maybe yeah. it was Chandler Stevenson trying to take out Aaron Ekblad. I'm not really sure. Uh, to me, it looked like two guys that just collided with one another and simultaneously Nick Hua was going in on a, on a breakaway. So I, I don't know what precipitated it, but um, I, I do know that there was not much of an announcement of anything that was going on there, and that seemed to be an issue for everybody. Ben, and then Bennett fell down, and it was off to the races. And, yeah. and that was just slippery ice. And we all know ice is slippery. And it happens. It, it happens every now and then. The, the part that, uh, that struck me was they were, it wasn't just, hey, what happened there, ref? They were hot. Yeah. And, and Brunette was just giving it uh, to everybody and yelling, what's the call? And I, I didn't actually initially thought maybe they got the penalty for a delay a game because they wouldn't line up for the faceoff, sure. which I haven't seen in a while. But the uh, the penalty for on sports, I'm like, they, they did that the game before against San Jose. Like, they, mm. uh, it was Mackenzie Weger that got into it with the ref yeah. and uh, was, was showing them up. And so uh, like, that team's not used to losing. I, <laughs> they were they're fifteen six and whatever on the uh, on the road, yeah. And uh, going into last night, and people are saying they're vulnerable on the road. We we talked about this yesterday. That yeah. that, that only looks like they're a little bit vulnerable because their home records almost spotless. Sure. And you got to poke and, and pry at everything. But that that team's not used to what happened to them last night. They don't like it, and and they they. They are a team that is very vocal in between face-offs, if, if, I, if I'm going to put it as diplomatically as possible. Uh, it seemed like every single break in the action, there was lobbying going on, which is fine. Like, do you? It's, it's all gamesmanship. Uh, that's what you're supposed to be doing if you're trying to catch an edge. But, you know, all that being said, I, I, I'm with you in that that was adversity faced by the Florida Panthers, and that's going to be the big question for them going into the playoffs. We already know how good they are in the regular season. We know what their record indicates they are. Uh, but what's going to happen when they get shut down for a game or a period or two and that frustration starts to creep in because this is a team that, frankly, as you mentioned, is not used to losing games in regulation. Uh, Spencer Knight was great in the early going. He was good all night. Uh, both yeah. goaltenders uh, were fantastic. Uh, one more just note from, from last night's game, and Lawless and I disagreed in this, and I'll give him credit uh, for, for be- nailing it. Uh, I was shocked at how even the ice time was distributed between the three veteran defensemen, and then you had Dylan Coughlin come up and, and, and play 20 minutes. But uh, Derek Pouliot was 14 minutes uh, Coglin was just over 20, and then you had White Cloud, Theodore, and Petrangelo all in that 24 to to 26 minute range. Nobody, nobody really got close to 30, and by mm-hmm. that I mean 28, 29, uh, that kind of thing. And and that Mirmanov only played five minutes. He, he was yeah. the odd man out uh, early. They went with three guys, rode three guys hard. And and of all four uh, four guys were over twenty minutes. It it was really spread out. Yeah, I mean, you and I both lost our showcase showdowns. Yeah. Really, is is what ended up happening. We were wrong on Alex Petrangelo and what we thought meh, meh, his. Meh, meh. 
Yeah, that's good. Uh, what we thought his ice time would be in that game. And, and I am kind of a, like especially surprised because I imagine like you, any, any facet of the game, if you're chasing the game, you're going to throw Alex Petrangelo over the boards more because you're trying to generate offense. If you are up in a game, if you are protecting a lead, you're going to throw Alex Petrangelo over the boards yeah. because he's your best defenseman, it's right? Both so, ways. Yeah. yeah, it does. So I just, I imagine that you're, you are going to see a heavier workload for Alex Petrangelo, but you've got to tip your cap to Shea Theodore and Zach Whitecloud and Dylan Coughlin and Derek Pouliot for coming in, giving you solid minutes and, and really, uh, a lot of a lot of it goes to your forwards too. They they were really responsible defensively. I thought they were great at, at, at kind of back pressure through the neutral zone. I, I thought they were really really dialed in, and it was five men connected every single time they were on the ice. And sh- when you get into a fast game like that, like shift changes become so much more important and pivotal, and not giving the opportunity uh, for the opposition to take advantage of that stretch the ice, uh, get in alone, uh, did happen a couple of times and. Logan Thompson was great to put. You held your breath though when Verhage went into the net and and he slammed his leg. That that leg couldn't have. Uh, I'm sure that when he when he gets up in the morning uh, today when he woke up and and walked around the house there was a little bit of uh, throbbing in that calf. Yeah, I'd imagine. Ooh, not like David Shane from yeah. the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, no I've got a I've got a uh, an injury update for you. For Dave? Here it is. Okay. So uh, David Shane of the Las Vegas Review Journal is day-to-day. It's not week-to-week. It's not that okay. bad. So okay. th- that's the good news. But David Shane is day-to-day with a calf pop. Oh. I, I don't know whether it's a strain or a sprain or yeah. like it wasn't described. It was described to me as a calf pop his calf popped as he walked Ooh. up the stairs last night after the game, after getting a snack. So David Shane showed up today at the city national arena and the media briefing on crutches. Mm-hmm. It's no, no, nobody's uh, unavailable for what's going on around there. Everybody's a target. Shane, no, I, Shane it, 90 had the shoulder surgery. Yeah. Uh, the players have gone through it. Coaches, everybody it's uh it's nasty. I'm I'm going to wrap myself in bubble wrap every I'm time. Surprised you're not wrapped in bubble wrap already. I like popping the bubbles. That's my problem. Of course you do. And and then <laughs> and then it, then it becomes not very protective. Uh, so that, that's the latest from David Shane. Uh, I'll give you a, a little bit more uh, on that situation. Hour number two. We've got the play of the day coming up as we roll on and our game rating. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevens. Michael scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. We'll get at it. The the Vegas Golden Knights uh, beating the Florida Panthers last night uh, in a thrilling fashion at T-Mobile Arena, returning from the five-game road trip and putting up a W and remaining in a playoff spot and setting the tone for uh, one more game uh, before the trade deadline against a division rival in the Los Angeles Kings. And everybody's feeling good about themselves thanks to Nick Waugh. Players go down near a circle, puck comes out high, Wah gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Wah gets the Knights back in the lead, 4-3 Vegas, 6.37 to go, Nick Wah turned on the afterburners, went forehand, right circle, turned to the backhand, lifts it by Spencer Knight, inside the left post, they 
Vegas back in the lead, and T-Mobile Arena is about to explode. Whoa, boy! That was a move, and Dan Duva was right. It was a burst of speed from Nick Waugh, and uh, thanks to the uh, falling Sam Bennett, uh, he had a lane, and he took advantage of it, lifted that leg, and in it went, and the Vegas Golden Knights did not look back, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, that, that call was elite, right? Like, next-level fantastic stuff there from, from Dan Duva, and it, it uh, really goes to explain and express how brilliant of a move it was for Nick Waugh. He turned on the afterburners, uh, and he made that move count. Execution was fantastic. He was able to lift the puck on the backhand, and he froze Spencer Knight. Everything you want in a game-winning goal. The speed made the difference. I know he scored in the shootout, uh, coming in a little bit more deliberately, but that speed uh, gave him the opportunity to have a little bit more room when he slid it to the backhand. Outstanding stuff for Nick Waugh. Evgeny Dodonov also scoring last night with a pair. And Brett Howden got things started. We'll get into our game rating as the Vegas Golden Knights shove aside the Florida Panthers and news and notes from around the National Hockey League as uh, we update you on the stretch drive towards the National Hockey League trade deadline. The VDK Insider Show continues on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 